This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into another edition of After the Snap. On this week's episode, I'm your host, Reed Ferguson, recording from snowy Chicago as we prepare to play the Chicago Bears on Christmas Eve. While Blake is enjoying adding another furry friend to his family, and he plays the Green Bay Packers on Sunday, Christmas Day. It's time for After the Snap. Let's go. Every snap is an interview. After the Snap. What a snap. And keep your mouth shut, 50! I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship. Uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! Well, you can take this boy out the real sound, thought but you can't take the real sound out of my voice. And now here we go again, twist a little bit of teeth because you got thick skin. Must be selling me some. So uh, I'm, I'm here, we're here in Chicago. Uh, we, we came, uh, for those who don't know, those who uh, just may be tuning in, uh, the Bills, we decided to come. Uh, about uh, almost a day early, we, we flew to Chicago on Thursday night um, to try and get ahead of the storm a little bit uh, that is coming through. And I know uh, based on, I'm recording this on Friday afternoon, um, based on everything I've heard, the storm is hitting Buffalo uh, earlier than expected, which, uh, which you know, good thing we came early because from some of the videos I've seen, it is it definitely is. Uh, whiteout blizzard conditions. Um, as you can see, it is also very, very cold here in Chicago. I will, we got here and uh, we landed yesterday. And the first thing I did was check uh, check the weather at the airport. It was uh, my phone showed zero with a minus uh, twenty wind chill. So it's been a quite a long time since I've felt that. Um, the only thing close uh, that I can remember is. The uh, is the playoff game last year uh, when we played the Patriots at home. It was it was maybe one or two degrees at kickoff, but uh, some wind and it was about minus eight, minus nine degrees wind chill. But um, this uh, this this weather in Chicago is is definitely a different animal. Um, getting into uh, a little bit of the Christmas, want to set the tone for the podcast. Uh, recording this on Friday, the twenty third. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. We're playing the Chicago Bears, obviously here in Chicago. Blake is prepping for uh, his game at home in uh, beautiful Miami uh, against the Green Bay Packers. So, um, for for all intents and purposes, what I've seen is most of the Saturday games, uh, which I think is full slate. I think there's three games on Sunday on Christmas Day, and I believe one on Monday night. Um, uh, for all intents and purposes, I think the all of the Saturday games or most of the Saturday games that are outside are going to be pretty brutal in terms of weather. I know uh, Cleveland uh, is hosting the Saints. I heard that is supposed to be around minus 20 wind chill, uh, which uh, 
is is going to be uh, insane. I know Nashville is going to be chilly. I think uh, maybe Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England's playing at home. I think um, the Jets game, which we just saw last night on Thursday night, looked uh, pretty cold. And there's obviously they. I think they got a lot of rain. But um, want to get into a little bit of the Christmas spirit this week, uh, given that it is uh, almost Christmas. Um, one thing that I have enjoyed about playing in Buffalo for the past uh, seven years is uh, white Christmases are pretty much normal now. Um, that's something that growing up in Georgia is what uh, was never really, um, never really a thing for us uh, because we'd get snow very rarely. I, I think, uh, and, and Blake can attest, I, I, we probably had a handful of like actual heavy snows uh, that we can remember growing up for, you know, until we moved out of the house. Um, uh, there's a, f- a few that come to mind, uh, but it, it very rarely happens. And even when it does, it's usually uh, in, in in January after Christmas. So um, one thing that I've thoroughly enjoyed is having a white Christmas and hopefully uh, we'll be able to give my daughter uh, a few white Christmases as long uh, as we're there. Um, second thing, um, and, and I know this has gotten a lot more popular maybe in the past four or five years, uh, gift giving versus experience giving. I know um, it's a pretty, uh, I don't know if it's polar. I, I think it's polarizing because a lot of people um, either lean one way or the other. Uh, I think it's an interesting topic because the older I get, the the less I find myself wanting for uh, specific Christmas gifts. Like I think uh, when my wife was asking me this week about what uh, what, what we, or a couple weeks ago, you know, need needing a Christmas list. I'm like, I don't I don't really know. You know, I could use another pair, you know, another pair of boots um, or, you know, just random stuff that I'm just like, you know, usually if uh, if if I need something or if I want something. Um, it, it either, uh, it either slips my mind when Christmas time comes around, or if I need something, you know, at, at that time, I'll usually, uh, you know, if I, if I'll usually try and get, get it or get something close to it, if, if it's something that I need. So it's like when it comes to Christmas time, uh, it's, it's hard to, um, it's hard to say, cause like, uh, there's not. You know, I just need, you know, if I got family, if I got a healthy family and I've got, you know, healthy dogs and, and, and whatever, that's that's good enough for me sometimes. So most of the time, um, I guess the uh, in, in terms of the experience giving, I think that is where, um, you know, now that we have a kid and for those that followed on social, we uh, just announced that we are having another daughter. Um, so we are going man-to-man coverage now for uh, for those who have multiple kids. Um, very excited, uh, but uh, it's. I, I think the experience giving will be will will start to grow in importance in our household because you, you're going to want to take your kids. On, we're going to want to take our kids on trips, and that was one thing that we always enjoyed growing up was to going on road trips and going to Disney World and going to. You know what? You know, out to the mountains or the beach or whatever it may be. Um, I think that that's uh, it's definitely an interesting uh, an interesting conversation. Um, 
but uh, yeah, that, that, that's kind of all I got about Christmas. It's it's my favorite holiday of the year. I'm super excited about uh, getting to kind of wake up and um, open some gifts with uh, with our daughter and my wife, and then hang out in the afternoon and watch Blake play against the Packers. So uh, looking forward to that. I'm transitioning to a little bit of the Ferguson Bowl. Um, I know uh, for those listening, uh, you would love to have Blake's input, especially uh, those of you tuning in through the Finsider account. Um, I apologize, Blake. Uh, our schedules uh, just had a little bit uh, tough time matching up this week with uh, Christmas stuff happening, uh, our travels changing up that kind of threw our schedule um, for a whim. So um, a few things he wanted me to mention, Zach Sealer, uh, a, fr- a friend of the pod. Uh, he's been on the podcast, um, friend of both of ours. Blake, uh, Blake loves Zach. Um, he, Blake, wanted to uh, let you guys know that he did everything possible to get in my head uh, during the game. Um, and I can confirm, I, can, I, I, I cannot uh, repeat, I'm not going to go into detail, great detail about what was said, uh, but it did, uh, you know, it did crack a smile from me after uh, we kicked the game winner. So um, kudos to you, Zach. Uh, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't happen a lot, but when it does, I can appreciate good trash talk. So um, kudos to Zach. Um, another thing, what the, the weather conditions for the game, for those of you that watched, or maybe those of you that went to the game, uh, was not the, the, the first three quarters before it started snowing, um, were, were quite, uh, were, were not bad at all. It was not super windy. It was, it was cold, but not, uh, really, it, it really was fairly mild, um, considering what, what was expected, on the forecast throughout the week. But once we got to the fourth quarter, um, it seemed that the sky just kind of fell out. The bottom fell out and it was rain. It was raining. It was not raining. It was snowing uh, sideways and, and, and kind of like into, it was into like into your face mask. Uh, so sometimes when, it, when a wind gust, it was kind of hard to see. Um, but it was, uh, it was, it was quite the adventure and i um, glad we came out with the wind that last, uh, that last drive, I think, maybe took almost six minutes or six and some change, uh, starting way back uh, inside our own ten yard line, I believe. Uh, but great to come out with the W. I will not be giving away the uh, clutch snap of the week because I feel like Blake would want to give it to me again. Um, so I will be uh, reserving that. Uh, I, I will be politely declining. Uh, because he is not here to um, defend himself. Uh, but uh, want to get into a little bit. Uh, I know Blake, Blake, if he was on here, that he he is, a, you know, a couple of the notes that we collabed on here. They are excited to be back home after three, uh, three away games in a row, uh, obviously both the California games and then coming to Buffalo last week. But they are home against Chicago uh, as I said, on Christmas Day, and I believe they are the 1 o'clock game uh, on Christmas Day. So um, looking forward to uh, watching watching that from the comfort of my own couch. Um, transitioning a little bit to uh, this weekend's games in terms of uh, the Bills, we are here in Chicago. Uh, like I said earlier, we came um, a few days early. 
or a day early. Um, we left on Thursday evening to try and get ahead of the storm a little bit. Uh, and it seems like we did that. Um, this is my first time actually playing in Chicago for a regular season game. Uh, we played here a couple times in uh, the preseason. Uh, I enjoy coming here. Uh, one of my go-tos always, 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 and is an absolute must, is uh, hitting a deep dish pizza uh, while we are here. And, of course, had to go to uh, Giordano's uh, when we got in town last night. Got some uh, pepperoni deep dish. It was uh, nothing short of fantastic. And um, I, I, I will have to uh, hold myself uh, from from trying to go back and get some more today. But uh, I, think, uh, I think I will hold off, probably give myself a day to digest uh, the, the slices I ate last night. But um, that's kind of all I got on, uh, you know, it, it's – I, I don't really want to harp on the weather a ton. It's going to be, uh, you know, we're expecting um, 20 to 30 mile an hour winds and it's going to be really, really cold. Um, you know, nothing we haven't seen before in terms of the, the wind. I think um, it's, it, it's really, uh, it's really what you make of it. Honestly, if you're, if you're asking me, it's, it's, it's a lot of it is mental. Um, it's been cold. It was cold. Like I said, in the playoff game, uh, last year when we played New England at home and um, the offense had a, had a, had a really good day. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. You know, Chicago has, you know, their record, I think they're three and three and 11 maybe. And, uh, but they, but if you look at their home games, they play very tough at home. So, um, you know, most of their home games, I believe have been, one score games, so we'll have to, uh, you know, we'll, we're, we, we, they're 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 a good team, and, and it's and it's uh, it's any given Sunday, obviously. So, um, looking forward to the challenge that they bring uh, tomorrow. Uh, and as I mentioned, Blake plays Green Bay at home. I think Green Bay is coming off a couple wins. Um, Miami, uh, obviously, on a three-game down streak. Um, not, don't want to harp on it too much because I know Blake's listening to this, um, but it's a good chance for them to, uh, you know, if I if if I know Blake, he would say it's a good chance for them to bounce back, uh, back at home. So uh, especially on Christmas Day, you'd love to uh, love to get a win. So I'm excited to watch the Dolphins and what they can do against Green Bay. Um, Green Bay is is uh, kind of one of those teams that you know that. I guess you know when we when we when the schedule came out and we saw we were playing them on Sunday Night Football. Um, definitely excited. I think they've definitely not had the year that they thought they would have, um, and I think a little bit is obviously due to the emergence of uh, Minnesota in that division, and uh, obviously Detroit as well, uh, winning six of seven, I believe six of seven or seven of eight, uh, and now in the playoff picture. So. Um, looking forward to watching them on Sunday. A uh, few things I want to hit on. Um, two interesting things from the sports world. Um, the World Cup uh, finished up something that if you've been following this podcast for a while, we are obviously big soccer fans. Um, I, uh, I believe last week on the podcast, uh, I, I predicted that uh, – 
Argentina would win three to two with Messi having a couple goals that uh, almost ended up happening. Messi did get a couple goals, but Argentina uh, came away with the win in penalties after France tied it up uh, late three to three. Uh, and they, it was two, two. I I think they scored, they scored one, um, in extra time. So, uh, it was, it was far and away, definitely the greatest world cup final, um, ever, but I think it might, I think it was definitely the best soccer match I've ever watched live. Um, just, just the back and forth, the greatness that was on that pitch, um, was was just fantastic, and and for all the people out there that are listening to this that say, you know, soccer's boring or there's not enough goals scored, you know that you that does happen, but when the opposite happens and there are great goals scored and there are exciting moments and comebacks and multiple multi no multiple goal comebacks, um, I think you have to you you, you have to uh, concede a little, a, a little bit, and um, and and just appreciate uh, what's happening. But uh, two things, uh, just to hit on I, what I would say was the best two players in the game. Uh, Messi, I think he, you know, for all the people out there that go back and forth between him and Ronaldo, I think Messi did uh, set his goat status. Uh, he, he, for me, he has confirmed the goat. Uh, of soccer, I think uh, getting getting a World Cup, and a lot of people will say, you know, it was it was uh, rigged and whatever. Which is, you know, I'm not going to get too far into that because because of where the World Cup was held. I think it was it was rigged to be there in the first place. Um, but I think uh, I you know you still have to go out there and win the games. And 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 for those saying that it was rigged. You know, I don't think that that giving France two penalties in a World Cup final would be rigged towards uh, Lionel Messi winning a World Cup final. So that's my stance. Uh, Kylian Mbappe, I mean, goodness gracious, talk about you know Messi probably will not play in the next World Cup. Talk about you know Mbappe. He 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 has won already. They won it in uh, in 2018 France, and uh, getting back to a World Cup final and scoring. Um, a few goals in another World Cup final is just uh, is just incredible. He looks far and away the favorite to kind of take over as best player in the world here. In a few years, when Messi and Ronaldo stand down um, and retire, but um, you know, a part of me wants to say that France might have um, they 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 might have have won the World Cup if they were playing with a full team, you know, Kareem Benzema missing their star striker. He won the Ballon d'Or. Uh, for those who don't know, that's the best player in the world. Um, award last year after leading uh, Real Madrid uh, to, I, th- I believe they won the La Liga last year, scoring a ton of goals. And uh, they're also missing a few, uh, uh, Paul Pogba and Golo Conte in their midfield, which are, which those guys are world-class players, um, you know, in and of themselves. So uh, definitely have to wonder if they would have made a difference down the stretch. Uh, I personally think they would. I think if they had those three players, they probably would have, uh, would have beaten Argentina, but 
Um, that's 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 the way. That's not the way the games play. The games play with the guys you had on pitch. So, um, and then uh, lastly, there's a lot of. Um, that's, that was a quick transition, but uh, lastly, I want to hit on a little bit of the baseball stuff. Um, Blake would obviously, if he was on here, I think he would be frustrated with the lack of spending by the Red Sox thus far. Um, I cannot say the same. The Yankees are doing a great job. I think, or, or they're they're doing a really good job uh, in free agency thus far. I think um, signing Judge and signing um, Carlos Rodon, they needed another big time pitcher to add to that rotation, and they went out and got him. And uh, you know, I, I believe I said it before on the pod, adding Judge was the bare minimum for this year that was you know if you if you bring back judge you, you, that's that's the least that's the bottom line was like that's at least what you have to do now go out and fill the hole fill the uh few holes that your roster has and i think they've done a good job of doing that so far um crazy story though uh so last week carlos correa uh, one of the biggest free agent uh stars on the market he agreed to a 13-year deal uh, worth $350 million with the San Francisco Giants. Now, uh, for those that remember, San Francisco offered Judge. They were um, they were in on ju- the Judge sweepstakes and ended up uh, losing out to the Yankees, obviously. I think they still had a lot of money to spend, so they threw it at Correa, who has a ring has played in a lot of big games. I don't think he has the impact that Judge has. Um, he's also getting less AAV uh, than Judge would have with the offer that they uh, would have given him. But um, interesting nonetheless. So Carlos Correa agrees to a 13-year, $350 million deal with the San Francisco Giants last week. Uh, largest contract ever for a major league infielder. Um, a few days ago, he was apparently – the report that I saw, he was dressed for the press conference, the introductory press conference. Somebody called it off uh, because of some concerns with his physical. I think they that that I read something about maybe had something to do with his eyesight, um, which is odd because uh, he he's had some good years uh, at the plate, or uh, you know a, a few a few good years at the plate, um, and just hours later uh, he turns and agrees to a 12-year, $315 million deal with uh, a new team, the New York Mets, um, which is, first off, bananas that he spun around and left and, and, and left the deal and then signed with another team. Secondly, bananas, because Steve Cohen, owner of the Mets, just bought him, you know, a little, I guess a little over a year ago, maybe a year ago. Uh, he's spending north of $800 million that just in this free agency window. That is just straight up bananas. Um, build, basically building a super team. And I understand as, as a Yankee fan, I can't sit here and say like, that's not how it's supposed to be done. But I think um, if you look at teams who have won in the past decade, it's teams that it's teams that are spending money. It's not if you are a fan of these teams that, and I'm not saying I, I, I cheer for the Yankees. I I I am uh, not a fan of them because they are known for buying championships. That's not 
I'm a fan of them because little league team, I was a fan of them, you know, before I knew all of that stuff and it stuck with me. Um, I'm not, so it's not fair for me to sit here and say, you know, it's, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, you know, it's not fair for me to sit here and say, oh, you can't sit there and buy, buy players and buy championships and go over the luxury tax threshold. You can do that. That's that's the that's the way that that baseball has been trending for the past decade. You 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 have to spend money, you have to buy these players, you have to make these 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 trades um, for these big time guys because uh, the 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 hit rate on these on on prospects um, has has been lowering over the past decade. Uh, the, the the prospects are are valued. Um, the, the the value on prospects is not the same as it was, and a lot of the if you're a fan of one of these teams that uh, that uh, doesn't spend money, you are going to continue. You know, Tampa Bay, Oakland, uh, some of those teams near the bottom, uh, the the you know Miami Marlins, uh, some of these teams that aren't spending money, um, you're not going to find your way you know, in, in the world series or competing for a world series, because you it's, it's, it has shown in the last decade or so that you have to be able to uh, get out the checkbook to uh, give yourself a chance at winning a title. So uh, we'll definitely be interesting to see where the Mets end up uh, this year after the team, seeing the team that they've put together. It's, it's, it's very, very impressive. And um just a just a, a crazy story uh, that about Carlos Correa and, and basically flipping from one West Coast team and coming back uh, all the way to the East Coast. So um, very interesting. That is uh, that's all I got. I'm going to wrap it up there um, as we uh, get ready to uh, play Chicago tomorrow. Um, thank you all for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, I know it's a little short this week um, with the schedule. But I wanted to um, push out some stuff for you guys and and uh, at least give you a recap of last week. So uh, Blake and I will definitely be back after Christmas uh, to give you a episode after this week's games. We are very much looking forward to that. We are excited uh, about our partnership with SB Nation, Buffalo Rumblings, and uh, the Finsider. So thank you all for tuning in. Uh, you can find us through the Buffalo Rumblings and Finsider uh podcast pages on apple Podcasts or spotify uh and and we will be uh posting uh the video on our after the snap uh, youtube page as well uh for those of you that would like to watch the video um instead of just listening to the audio so um thank you once again uh that is a wrap for this week and uh this has been after the snap tales from two brothers who live life Upside down.